welcome back to the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I am your host, Paul Hodowanik, and with football on a bye week this week, we turn our attention to another sport, and that sport is basketball. The men's basketball team had their final exhibition game this past Monday, and now they turn their attention to the season opener on Tuesday against Cleveland State. So to give us a preview of this year's uh, group, we bring in our men's basketball beat reporter, Nick Youngheim. Hey, Nick. How's it going, Paul? Uh, We're doing pretty good. I'm excited for the season to get rolling, and Make sure to check out Nick's work throughout the season, uh, the basketball season, on mndaily.com. So let's get right into it. So I feel like to look forward to this season, we have to kind of look at last year's team and kind of what they're missing, what we should expect from this year's team. And I and to do that, we're, I want to look back. So they were 22-14 and 14 last season. I thought this was interesting, their home and away splits. They were 13-3 and three at home, 2-9 and nine on away, and then 7-2 and two on a neutral floor. So... Actually pretty good on neutral floor and at home and away really struggled. So I think that's just a kind of a nugget to keep in your mind. I think it's kind of self-explanatory, but it, it, when you see those numbers as stark as they are, they're kind of interesting. So last year they beat Louisville to advance to the third round in the NCAA tournament. It was the first time they had won a tournament game since 2013. Uh, that when, that was 20, that or That's when they played UCLA, I believe, and beat Shabazz Muhammad in the first round and then got smoked by Florida. And I think it was kind of a similar game in the – as the Florida game, they lost to Michigan State this season, 70-50, to 50, never really seemed close that game. Kind of a letdown. So there's a lot of differences from that year to this year. Mainly Coffey and Murphy, Amir Coffey and Jordan Murphy, they're gone. And also Dupree McBrayer, Mott Stockman, and, and Brock Stull, they're also gone. But those two, those two key cogs were Coffey and Murphy. And we know that they were, they were the center of the offense, basically. It was either get the ball down low to Murphy, let him work or give the ball to him maybe on the corner, let him kind of work down, post someone up, throw up a couple of shots, get a couple of offensive rebounds, put it in the net, or it was coffee and let him create. So with both those gone, what should we expect from the offensive identity? Well, it's going to be very much changed this year. Obviously, they lose their top two leading scorers in coffee and Murphy. And I mean, with Murphy, you had a dominating physical presence down low who could really do a lot of things, posting people up, get to the rim, use his strength. And then with Coffee, someone who is very skilled in transition, can make very athletic plays, get to the foul line, just an exceptional talent with the ball in his hands. So those two are very much what shaped the Gophers offense last year. This year without them, it'll probably have a different look. Expect to see more outside shots. Three-point shooting is an area that the team struggled with last year. They were near the bottom of the Big Ten all season. So they got a few more guards this year, as we'll touch on, that can shoot the ball a little bit better from the outside. And then finding ways to score down low, that'll probably run through Daniel Oturu now. Yeah, I want to touch on that shooting aspect a little bit, because I know Patino has talked about it in his blogs. He's talked about it in in any media availability. Just they're, they're needing to, to shoot more threes. And does it sound like even if they're struggling to shoot, they're going to continue to shoot? Because... Kalsher's a good three-point shooter. I know they, they were gimmicking Oturu being able to shoot, maybe. And they brought in some shooters, but I don't think any of them, neither of the guards, Willis or Carr, were, I don't think, considered like sharpshooters by any means. I know Kalsher came in as a sharpshooter when he came in, but do we expect even maybe when they're missing that they're just going to keep putting it up, that they've realized that this is kind of, you gotta you can't, you get outscored if you're doing three to two every every time down the floor. It's what the Timberwolves are realizing, our, our pro uh, counterparts. So it, do we expect them to kind of be committed to that? 
Yeah, I think so. In the exhibition game against Southwest Minnesota State, they went 8 for 21 shooting. We're kind of cold early in the game, shot a little better in the second half. Patino said after the game that fans can expect to see that more. They'll probably stay committed. Peyton Willis actually looked pretty good from behind the arc, went 3 of 7. Um, Kalsher, we know what he brings, has shot over 40% from 3 last year. So those two especially expect them to put up a lot of shots. And as good as Amir Coffey was, he was never a great three-point shooter. And then Jordan Murphy shot pretty low percentage, under 25% from three. So with more three-point shooters on the court this year, um, I, I would expect to see a bigger emphasis on that. Yeah, and when you see the starting lineup, it's going to look a lot different because Coffey and Murphy have been mainstays. McBrayer has been a mainstay. So other than maybe shifting to a three-point offense, are there other differences that you can key in on, maybe even on defense or offense? I know spacing the floor might be one of them about just noticeable shifts we might see from last year's team to this year's team. Yeah, so one of the big ones is going to be at the point guard position with Marcus Carr coming in right now. Last season, the team didn't really have a true point guard. So Isaiah Washington was really the only guy on the team that fit that role. He's transferred to Iona now, no longer with the Gophers. He never had the success that people anticipated when he came to Minnesota as a highly touted recruit. But now with Marcus Carr, he played well in his freshman year at Pitt, had to sit out last year due to freshman rules. But we should see a different dynamic with a true point guard on the Gophers offense, someone who can reliably bring the ball up the court. And then defensively, I ha- we haven't seen a lot yet out of the Gophers. They were pretty vanilla in the exhibition game on offense and defense. Didn't really run too much, just stuck man-to-man on defense. Um, I mean, this has traditionally been a man-to-man defensive team, so I would expect to see more of that this season. But we'll see as we go on because they do have good defenders, especially at guards. They did well in the exhibition game with deflections, getting steals. So pretty Pretty good perimeter defense with guys like Kalsher, Willis, and Carr. Yeah, and inside, Oturu is a good defender as well. Uh, he can get blocks from that spot. And I wanted to shift a little bit to talking about Oturu and Kalsher. They're both only sophomores, but they're kind of the they're the key returners. And it's it's not always that those are kind of your main contributors other than them. You know, you've got uh, Matt or Michael Hurt, and you have Jarvis Omerisa, but nothing super established. So... Do we, do we view this as Oturu and Kalsher's team going forward? I think they will be moving forward for sure. I mean, they still have three more years left, including this one. So it will definitely be their team, th- their program really moving forward. But don't underestimate the impact guys like Marcus Carr and Peyton Willis will have. They're leaders in the backcourt as well. So they should be able to make contributions. And I know Marcus Carr was just named a captain. Coaches really like what he has done to work with teams, be a leader, make them better. So I, I think right now we don't know if there's going to be a leader in the same sense as like a Jordan Murphy last year, but I think that Oturu and Kalsher are definitely really important pieces on this team, especially having as much experience as they have because really they have the most playing time of anybody on the team in gopher uniforms, even though they're just sophomores. Yeah, and I want to get to all those new faces we've mentioned, Willis and Carr, a little bit. I want to go more in-depth on them. But with the departures of Coffey, Murphy, McBrayer, Stockman, Stull, and Washington, as you you said, there's a lot of minutes open. So we're going to see new faces and new roles, people that maybe were here that are going to be in different roles. But those new faces that maybe Gopher fans haven't had a chance to see, I want to go through each of them so they can 
have a little idea of what they're getting when they hit the floor for the first time uh, on Wednesday. So first, I want to start with Peyton Willis. He's a redshirt junior, Vanderbilt transfer, so he's got this year and next year uh, in a gopher uniform. What what can gopher fans expect out of Peyton Willis? Good length for a guard. Um, as I said before, he shot pretty well in the uh, pre or the exhibition game. He should be able to provide more of that, but you know he he'll probably be the closest approximation to replacing Amir Coffee in that backcourt. If I had to guess, he's not quite as long or athletic, but I would expect him to play a similar role. Someone they'll turn to and transition a little bit, play with the ball in his hands a little bit. Um, he should be able to hopefully provide some benefits in that regard. Yeah, and both Willis and Carr, it's not like at Vanderbilt and Pitt, respectively, it wasn't like they weren't playing well there. It was those both those programs were floundering. I know they had coaching issues there. So these aren't bench guys that are just coming and might not have that big of a role. Like they were good players and they're coming here to play and we should expect to see good things out of them. And so I want to move to Carr. I know we've talked about him uh, slightly more, but it seems like he's going to kind of be the man running the show, more of a traditional point guard role, like you said. What 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 should we expect to see out of him? Yeah, a good facilitator at Pitt his freshman year. He was one of the most impressive freshmen in the ACC. Um, can also get to the basket, score. Um, he should be exactly what the Gophers were missing last year in terms of that traditional point guard, which a lot of times, especially late in games, they didn't have that guy who could maybe beat the press, take the ball up the court, um, find open guys. So hopefully he should be able to cut down on turnovers a little bit with the ball in his hands. All right, and then our third transfer that's on the team, we've got a couple transfers, and that's senior. He he came from Drexel. That's Alahan Demir. When I saw that he committed, I think there I had never seen him play. I didn't know, but it seemed kind of like the Brock Stoll kind of version of this year, you know, coming from a smaller school that put up a lot of production there. He can shoot the three, supposedly. Is that a fair assessment? Do you think he'll be more impactful than Stoll? It looks like Demir with uh, Eric Curry's latest injury when he looks like he's out for the season, that Demir might be the, the projected starter there. Yeah, he'll definitely have to be more impactful than Stoll if this Gopher team's going to have success in the front court. Stoll last year, Patino would always talk about him just needing a little bit of time to learn the system, so he didn't get too much playing time in the non-conference. He was mainly a role player off the bench. Demir's going to have to start right away with Curry hurt, so it did look like he was still learning the system a little bit in that exhibition game, but he's going to be the guy right away at the four. He can shoot a little bit. He shot a lot better his first season playing at Drexel than he did his second so he saw a little bit of regression that last year, but if we expect that to move towards the mean a little bit, he'll provide more shooting from the four than Murphy did, and I think that goes across the board, like the guys we've already talked about with um, the backcourt with Willis and Carr, too. They'll be able to shoot a little better than Coffee and McBrayer did. So I think that's what the Gophers team needed. They're not knockdown shooters, per se. They're not going to shoot 40%, 45%. Uh, not going to come close to that, but they will be able to provide better shooting, and that should put more points on the board for Minnesota. Sure, and now I want to focus on the four freshmen. So first is guard Trey Williams. He was not super highly touted out of high school, at least at the beginning when he committed. He kind of seemed like just a – there wasn't a lot of buzz generated when the Gophers uh, recruited him and signed him, but as he progressed in his senior season, I think he kind of raised up the ranks and people kind of realized what they got with him. Should we continue? Do we 
do you believe we will continue to see more and more progression to where this might kind of be another steal of Patino's recruiting class like Kausher is kind of considered at this point? I think so. He has his stock's been raising, um, rising, I should say. He was upgraded from a three-star recruit to a four-star recruit by 24-7 Sports as his senior year went on, and I think he'll get some playing time in that backcourt, even with the other talent they have there. He should be able to provide both athletically. He can get to the rim, but he can also shoot a little bit too. So he can kind of be a hybrid guard, do a lot of things in the backcourt and fill in for anybody who either needs a break or gets in foul trouble. He should be important to that depth, and he's a really promising player. Yeah, and I should note that not all of these freshmen might play that much. Mm-hmm. We saw last year some of them didn't play. Some of them got forced to play when there was I, – I should say most of them played. Um, some of them got forced to play more, like Jarvis O'Marison. We saw that he wasn't super ready. So there's always going to be growing pains with some of these freshmen, so keep that in mind. And another – I want to focus on the other guard that they got, which was Brian Greenlee. I believe that's Greenlee. He's a, a recruit from Florida. I don't know too much about him. I know he was a later commit for them. Mm-hmm. Is there signs that he might have any sort of structured role? I, I really don't know much that, about him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much we'll see him this year with the crowded backcourt. He probably won't get too much playing time right away, but he has shown some promise. He looked pretty solid in the exhibition game, had some nice plays and with the opportunities that he got. He's a little bit undersized for a guard. He's only about six feet tall, but he's athletic. He, he's got some nice vertical ability. He can dunk the basketball, and, you know, he, he, he could be a good piece, some depth later on. You can never have too many guards. Sounds like the guard version of Jarvis O'Marison. Now that you you explain that to me, very athletic. Might be able to dunk the ball a little bit, but he's got he's to gotta learn in, a, in other spots of the game. Now going uh, to center, uh, to center there's... We have a new center, Sam Freeman. Sorry about that. He's 6'10", 240, comes from Dallas, Texas. He seems k- kind of raw, uh, a good rebounder, a good defender. He might be kind of that impact guy on defense. Is that is that what we should expect to see? Yeah, his length is his best attribute. He, I think raw is a good way to put it. He didn't play much in the exhibition game, didn't contribute too much right away. Um, if Eric Curry were still healthy, I don't think he would play much at all this season, but with that injury, the Gophers might need him to play. Foul trouble always happens with forwards. You need guys in that front court to come in, provide some minutes, and we saw how valuable that was last year with guys like Mott Stockman, who didn't play that much, but when they got in for five, ten minutes, they could contribute to the team. Freeman might have to do that right away, but the question is, is he ready to do that against Big Ten competition right now? Yeah, and you hope for no no other injuries, but if another injury to that front court does happen, he might be thrust into that role. So we'll see if he'd be ready for that. And then finally, the the guy that I'm kind of most excited to see, just because I don't, again, I don't know that much about him. I know he had a really good Italy trip. The Gophers took a trip to Italy over the summer. That's Isaiah Einan-Enan. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Isaiah. He looks like he has a lot of potential. He, he just seems like untapped is the way I would put it he did he get much run in the in the exhibition game and how did he look there he set out the exhibition game he's has a wrist injury right now that coaches don't think are serious but his status for the season opener is still unknown but he is a very exciting player uh, I think coaches are still figuring out how to use him right now because he's six foot nine but he's very athletic has good length um 
he says that he tries to model his game after Kevin Durant. So not saying he's Kevin Durant by any means, but he's in that style. He should be probably getting minutes at power forward right away with the space left by Curry. But coaches have also said they've been trying to play him at the three a little bit. I think they're just trying to figure out what his role is and where he can help the team because I think he's going to have to get some significant minutes right away. Yeah, he's 6'9", 210. That's pretty comparable to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's 6'10", 240. So, you know, he, he can be the Minnesota version of Kevin Durant, which would be great. I'm interested to see what he can do. He played on the German national team over the summer, the, I think the U-20 team. So he got some he got some run with some international competition. He might have to adjust a little bit to the game over here. I don't know how much of an adjustment that's going to be for him, but he's certainly one to keep an eye on. Maybe not even as much for this season. He might not show a ton, but as he continues to get more familiar with this style of basketball, this this team, he, he has all those athletic ac- attributes that you want from a player, and he could be an exciting one going forward. And then finally, I wanted to touch on basically the two other people we haven't touched on much in this podcast, and that is Michael Hurt and Jarvis O'Mara. So they're the kind of the two other guys that are returning. Jarvis is only going to be a sophomore. Uh, Michael Hurt's going to be a senior. He's been in the program a lot. He His rotation and his role have kind of shifted from starting a couple years back to not as much last year, getting some minutes and looking productive sometimes, unproductive other times. But now he's a captain. He's one of those senior leaders on the team. How much should we expect to see Michael Hurt and Jarvis Omerza involved? I think that's a really important question that this team's going to have to figure out with Curry's injury being as unfortunate as it is. The Gophers don't have as much front court depth this year with Murphy gone. They don't have that go-to power forward, and those guys are probably going to have to play more in that role. Um, They're both, last year, they're really important parts of the team in terms of being teammates. Coach Patino always talks about what important roles both of those guys play on the bench, but We'll see how it translates onto the court. I, I know they really like Hurt's knowledge being a senior, having been in the system for so long. I think he'll probably get the nod over Omersa in terms of the rotation, but they should both play. Omersa's very athletic. He'll have some highlight reel dunks. But like we saw, he got to play late in the season in that NCAA tournament game after Murphy left with an injury. Um, he didn't quite look ready yet, but... He did show flashes. Um, the athleticism, the talent is definitely there. So just needs a little time to put it together. I think he'll be an important part of the team moving forward. But this season, it's still a little earlier than coaches would probably like. Yeah, thinking about both their games, they're kind of opposites in a way. At the forward spot, Jarvis is going to provide that athletic, that wow, maybe highlight real defensive plays. Michael Hurt's not going to do that. He's not as athletic. He's not. He just doesn't possess that that skill level, but he's going to do what the team wants him to do. He's going to run all the right plays. He's going to do all those things. So it, it might just come down to what Patino needs in what situation. Omeris obviously has the higher ceiling, it looks like, but he didn't look ready in those games. He he struggles on defense being in the right spots when the defense is rotating. Ball screens are a little bit tough for him to, to guard. So they're kind of two different players, and that's interesting because then Patino can use them in two different ways. Finally, I want to shift to expectations for the team. Last year, they they had those NCAA tournament expectations. 
they got to them, they achieved them, they won a game. It was a it was a successful season by all accounts. This season, there isn't th- those expectations. I think everyone's expecting them with both Murphy and Coffee being fringe NBA level players and leaving with McBrayer, a four year player, leaving that they're going to take a step back. What are your real realistic goals for what this team could achieve? Yeah, I think that right now the ceiling for this team would maybe be an NIT berth. I they don't seem like a tournament team, although players have been saying that even though it's a much different group of guys, they the style of play they play in is what's giving them hopes that maybe that will allow them to be a little more competitive because they're not going to be trying to play the same style of offense with different personnel. They'll adjust, I think, if we tried to look at this team playing the same offense they did last year, trying to have a power forward muscle his way inside. They just don't have a guy who can do that right now, so they're going to spread it out. We'll see if it works because we haven't seen it in action yet, but there a lot's going to have to go right if they are competitive in the Big Ten this year. Well, let's do that a little bit just to give some Gopher fans some hope about another NCAA tournament berth. So finish this sentence for me. To make the NCAA tournament, the Gophers need to do what? Well, they're going to have to probably shoot much better from three-point range. They'll probably have to shoot over 35% this year at least. And then, I mean, they'll have to figure out the power forward position because right now they have a lot of guys who are unknown. They're going to need at least one guy to step up and reach his potential right away. They'll turn to Ali Demir first. Um, he's most experienced. Um, I think he is the most known co- commodity out of all of them. But they're going to have to hope that everybody plays up to their potential at the four so they don't just have a void there offensively. They need some power forward who can pair with Oturu in the front court and they can go to them for points. Yeah, I think my keys would be they kind of need Kalsher and Oturu to be the Murphy and the Coffee. They need both those guys to take another step. They both had really good freshman seasons. I Both of them were solid recruits, but I'm not sure – Everyone totally expected them to come out and have that much production. Kalsher was a really good defender. Every every game I watched him, I saw him defending those the wing, and especially Carson Edwards. I remember watching those games, and Kalsher was just doing a really good job defending him. And o- Oturu possesses that talent to do that as well. So if they can kind of shift into those roles, maybe that gives them a chance. And then if Marcus Carr can give them that traditional point guard role, I could see them maybe doing well and the one other thing that every team wishes for is just a clean bill of health because I think their starting five is not bad. Ka- Carr, Willis, Kalsher, Otur, if they can figure out that power forward spot, like you said, that's a decent starting five. That's a starting five that can make the tournament. But when you start looking at some of those bench guys, those inexperienced freshmen, Omerson and Hurt, who haven't been that productive throughout their careers here so far, you're going to have to see some of those, those p- pieces rise because the depth just isn't there right now. And in the Big Ten, you're going to have to show some of that. So... Nick, I, I thank you for having or for coming in today and speaking with me, and we look forward to your coverage throughout the rest of the season. Awesome. Thank you. In other news, the volleyball team picked up a pair of road wins in the state of Michigan last weekend, beating the Wolverines and the Spartans. Then, in a midweek match against Ohio State, the Gophers battled out a five-set match victory. They are now 16-3 on the season and 10-1 and in conference, and are ranked number six in the country. The men's hockey team got roughed up a bit last weekend, 
getting swept by in-state rivals Minnesota Duluth, including being shut out for the first time since 2017. They look to rebound this weekend in a home series against Notre Dame. The women's hockey team lost their first game of the season over the weekend to Ohio State, and they split the series with the Buckeyes. Now this weekend, they come home and they look for revenge as they host the number one ranked team in the country, the Wisconsin Badgers. The Gophers fell to the Badgers in the national championship last season. The series begins Saturday at 2 p.m. The women's soccer season came to a close this weekend as the team failed to qualify for the Big Ten tournament, finishing 3-12-4 on the season. The wrestling team hits the mats for the first time on Friday against California State Bakersfield. However, they will do so without their most notable wrestler, Gable Stevenson. Stevenson remains suspended after he was arrested this summer on suspicion of criminal sexual misconduct. He has yet to be charged. That's all for this week. We will be back again next week to give you the weekly rundown on all things Gopher Sports. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. We'll see everyone next week.